Welcome to a powerful message from the Lighthouse Chapel International, Bronx North Branch. Lighthouse Chapel International branches worldwide provide every member the training, support, and encouragement to fulfill the Great Commission and to go to heaven and hear Jesus say, Well done, my good and faithful servant. Join us for a life-changing experience as you listen to this message. Our hearts to you tonight. Oh, our hearts are like clay in your hand. Oh, a wonderful potter, remold our hearts, oh God. Remold it in a form and a shape that you desire. Let us not take back that same heart we brought in. Make us brand new men and women. Oh, Jesus, transform our minds. Transform our minds. Let us hear your voice. Let us hear you. We thank you. We bless you. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Can you do something about the microphone? I hear... Hallelujah. Oh, we are going to preach the word of God. Amen. Amen. Well, last week, by the grace of God, we were sharing a message that I call the mandate of every believer. The mandate of every believer. And I started by sharing with you that um, this type of message is not a common message that you hear in churches. Hallelujah. This type of message is being killed in the churches. And um, it is I believe one of the reasons why the church of God is not moving forward because we are leaving behind this great mandate that Jesus Christ gave us. And we began by reading a scripture in Matthew chapter 24 and verse 14. It says, And the gospel of the kingdom, the gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world. It shall be preached in all the world. Hallelujah. The gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world. It shall be preached in all the world. It means that it shall reach every part of the world. Hallelujah. All the world means all the world. It means that everyone in the world will hear about the gospel of Christ. Hallelujah. It shall be preached. He says, and this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for a witness unto all nations. Hallelujah. It shall be preached for a witness unto all nations, and then shall the end come. Amen. So everyone must hear the word of God. Everyone must hear the word of God. Everyone must hear about the saving salvation that comes from Jesus Christ. Everyone must have the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. So it becomes our responsibility to make sure, to ensure that indeed everyone hears about the word of God. Now, is it going to be just you alone to let everyone hear? No, you cannot let everyone hear the word throughout the world. But you in your own world, in your world, everyone should hear about the word of God. Hallelujah. You have a world. And in your world, everyone must hear about the word of God. Hallelujah. Some of us, we have a world of our family members. Some of us have a world of our co-students. Some of us have a world of co-workers. Hallelujah. No matter who you are, you have a world. 
surrounded by people and everyone in your world, as long as you are there, they must hear about salvation. They must hear about the gospel. Hallelujah. So Jesus gave us a great mandate. Amen. If he intends that everyone will hear about his word, then we have a great mandate indeed. Because he says, the world will not come. The end of the world will not come until everyone has heard it. Amen. So our going to heaven to inherit our mansion depends on you. You have not done your work. That's why we are still suffering in this world. Abba, there are some people in your world that you have not brought salvation to them. That's why we are still suffering. We are still in this world waiting. We are waiting until you ensure that the people in your world have received knowledge concerning salvation. Hallelujah. Noel, isn't that so? It says, and this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for a witness. There are some that you will preach, they will not receive it. They will not receive it. They will not agree with what you are saying. But they have to hear. They have to hear. Amen. They have to hear. That is why sometimes, you know, sometimes you are even trying to share Christ with someone. They stop and they ask you, what is it? And then, oh, I just want to share this great news with you. What is it about? It's about Jesus. Oh, no, no, I don't. But Jesus loves you and he died for you. Leave him with that. He said, oh, but Jesus loves you and he died for your sins. Sometimes even the moment you say your sins, you get them angry. You say, you mean? <laughs> and then he presents an opportunity for you to explain why we are all sinners. Hallelujah. But everyone must hear. Everyone must hear. Amen. Not necessarily that they are all going to be saved, but they must hear so that it will be a witness. It will be a witness during the judgment that you heard about it. There will be no excuse that you did not hear. Oh, what about the people who have died, who never heard about the gospel? You leave that to the Lord. Let him sort out his issue. He says everyone must hear. However, he will make sure that everyone must hear. They will hear. But in your world, make sure that whoever is in your world hears about the gospel. Hallelujah. Whoever is in your world must hear about the gospel. Amen. So we said we have a mandate. We have a mandate. And if we, as Christians, if this is a mandate in our lives, if Christ is expecting us that whoever we come across with, we should share the gospel with, then it should be our daily prayer. It should be one of the prayers that we pray every day to even encounter people that are willing to receive salvation. Do you see? Because it's not everyone, it's not everyone who will be saved. It's not everyone who will accept Christ as a savior. Amen. Amen. But there are people that the Lord has prepared. There are people that God prepares to receive salvation. And sometimes it is today that the people are ready. Sometimes the person is ready to receive salvation today. You cannot come to God except that he draws you. In John chapter 6 and verse 44. He says, except the Father, except the Father draws you, except the Father draws you, you cannot come to him. John chapter 6 and verse 44. John 6, 44. Except the Father draws you. He says, no man can come to me except the Father which hath sent me draws him. No man can come to me. That means that it's not everyone that can be saved. You are saved and you are sitting here this evening because God, draw, God drew you to himself. God drew you to himself. That is why you, amongst your siblings, you seem to be the only one that serves God. You, you will come with people and they hear the same thing and it seems like you hear something else. Why are you so much into this church thing? It is because God has drawn you. And so you wonder sometimes, ah, so this person, we have talked to him, preached to him, said so many things, and the person is still, God has not drawn the person yet. Hallelujah. 
He says, no man can come to me. No man can come to me except the father which had sent me draws him and I will raise him up at the last day. No man can come to God except the father draws him. And so we should pray. We should pray that even as we are going out, may the Lord direct us to meet certain people that he has prepared or that he has drawn. Hallelujah. As you are certain to go out, because you see, there's a mandate upon your life. That means that you have to fulfill it by all means. If you are born again, Jesus says that this is your mandate. That you should ensure that everyone in your world hears about salvation. So it should be your prayer that as you are going out, may the Lord direct you to meet someone that he has drawn so that you can minister to the person. Isn't that so? Because it's not everyone that can come to him. Let's read the scripture in Acts chapter 8. Acts chapter 8, verse 26. Acts chapter 8, verse 28, verse 26. Look at this. It says, And the angel of the Lord spake unto Philip. Are you with me? He says, And the angel of the Lord spake unto Philip, saying, Arise and go towards the south unto the way that goeth down from Jerusalem unto Gaza, which is desert. Hallelujah. He says, the angel of the Lord, the angel of the Lord spake unto Philip, saying, arise. You know, sometimes in the middle of the night, something wakes you up. You just wake up for no reason. You see, a lot of times, you see, the Bible says that in the slumbering upon the bed, he visits his children, open their ears, and seal their instructions. Hallelujah. And so sometimes in the middle of the night, when the Lord wakes you up like that, you have to rise up to pray. And hear what he wants to tell you. Amen. Sometimes he can even direct you to a scripture. In the middle of the night, don't be lazy and say, oh, it's because I ate too much kinky. That's why, you know, don't, don't, don't give it. Look, you are a spiritual person. So when in the middle of the night, the Lord wakes you up, rise up and pray. Maybe even if 10 minutes, 15, 20 minutes, just pray and ask him, Lord, what is it? Sometimes he wakes you up to pray. That's all he wants you to do. Amen. So as a Christian, especially those times when the Lord wakes you up, rise up and pray. Rise up and pray. Amen. So he says that, and the angel of the Lord spake unto Philip, saying, arise and go towards the south. Do you see? Arise and go towards the south. Maybe Philip is used to always going towards the east. But this time he says, Arise and go towards the south. Unto the way that goeth down from Jerusalem unto Gaza, which is a desert. Do you see? It's a desert. It's not a lively place. But that is where the Lord is directing him to go. Do you see? Not your choice, not your a way, not a route of your choice. So sometimes you are driving and then something just strikes you. Today, just take this path. Do you see? Today, just drive this path. Sometimes you are running to catch the train and then you just, as you are just getting on a train, oh, the train door closes. And then you are angry with the conductor and insulting him in your head. Ah, didn't you see me coming and you are angry? You see? Sometimes the Lord is saying, let this train go. Just take this next one. You are a spiritual person. And anything that happens to you, you should understand and see the spiritual implications of it. Amen. Understand the spiritual implications of it. So Philip, the angel said, go down, go south, toward the south, onto the way that goes down from Jerusalem onto Gaza, which is desert. The next verse. And he arose and went. And behold, a man of Ethiopia, an eunuch of great authority, and the Kaidans, queen of the Ethiopians, who had the charge of all her treasure and had come to Jerusalem for to worship. Do you see? So the angel is directing Philip. And look where the angel is directing him. To this great person, he says he is an Ethiopian eunuch. 
So when the angel said, go down the south, which is a desert road, behold, that means it was like a surprise. Ah, what would this great man on this desert road be here? But behold, he went and a man of Ethiopia, an eunuch of great authority, someone of great authority, do you understand? Someone that is not Philip's sort of class. It's not your co-equal. Do you see? Someone like the chief executive at your job. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? Someone like the boss that pays you. The one that signs the check. Not your supervisor that gives you the assignment. But the one, the main one whose money comes to you. And you see the Lord directing you to him. So he says, he's a great, he says, an Enoch of great authority under Candace, queen of the Ethiopians, who had a charge, and he was in charge of all the queen's treasure. That means the chariot that he was riding in was not even an easy thing. So he says that the next verse, he was returning and sitting in his chariot, and he read Esaias, the prophet, that means he was, writing, he was reading the book of Isaiah. This guy was sitting in his chariot reading the book of Isaiah. So you see, sometimes you are going and then you see someone driving some nice expensive car. You see, and you don't know the Lord has prepared this person. You say, look at these cocaine dealers. <laughs> where did he get this money from? This man, where did he get this money from? Do you see? And then you just brand him off. There's no way that he could afford to buy this car. Drugs, drugs. And you are insulting him. The Lord is leading you to a person like this, but you also have branded him as a cocaine dealer. He says, Then the Spirit said unto Philip, Go near and join thyself to the chariot. Amen. The Spirit said unto Philip, Go near and join yourself to the chariot. And Philip ran thither to him and heard him read the prophet Isaiah and said, Understandest thou what thou readest? Hallelujah. I said, there are people that the Lord has prepared and you pray that God will direct you towards such people. Amen. 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 That God directs you towards such people. This is where you come in. He comes in, you know, there are some people that they have issues. They have issues and they are wondering, maybe you just lost a loved loved one. You just lost a loved one and then the person is just wondering, what is life all about? You know, what is, what do we come here and suffer? And what is life? And the person is sitting in the train, very angry about the death. And then he says, these people are mean. And so you see the person, instead of sitting by the person, you find another place to sit. The person is wondering what life is about. And you are supposed to go near and say, understand thou what life is all about. This is how the Lord is preparing the person. So he says, and he said, Philip said to him, no, go back to the next one, the previous one. He says, and Philip ran, ran. When the spirit led him, Philip ran and heard him read the prophet Isaiah and said, understand thou what thou readest. Do you understand what you are reading? And he said, how can I, how can I accept some man should guide me? How can I, except some man should direct me, except some man should guide me? And he desired Philip that he would come up and sit with him. Do you see? He says, come up to my chariot, climb up and sit with me. Look, people are hungry for the word of God. There are people that the Lord, look, he says that the harvest is plenty. It is ripe. They are, they, it says, the harvest is plenty. There are so many people that the Lord has prepared to receive salvation. One way or the other. In his own way. Has prepared them. 
someone who has read something in the Bible they didn't understand, someone who came to church and they were sharing and they, at the end they said, lift up your hand if you want to receive Christ, but he was shy because of the people around and he's, he says, I wish I, I could have lifted up my hand and he, this thing is still on his mind. And sometimes that person is just waiting for you. Amen. And you could be the only person that the person will meet. So he says, he says, how can I, except some man should guide me, and he desired Philip, that he would come up and sit with him. Look, the place of the scripture which he read was this. This is what he was reading. I'm telling you, the Lord prepares people. And we need to pray that the Lord will direct us to these people that he's preparing. This is the area of the scripture that he was reading. He says, he was led as a sheep to the slaughter and like a lamb dumped before his sharer, so opened he not his mouth. In his humiliation, his judgment was taken away and who shall declare his generation for his life is taken from the earth. And the eunuch answered Philip and said, I pray thee, of whom speaketh the prophet this? Of himself or of some other man? I tell you, there are some who have no knowledge of Jesus Christ. There are some who do not know Jesus Christ. There are some who go to church, but they do not know salvation. This morning, I opened John chapter 1, and I was sharing it with a a lady that was sitting with me. And she was was amazed that something like this is in the Bible. And she goes to church. She was amazed that Jesus actually has said, except a man be born again. And so all along, he was on a path thinking that when he dies, when she dies, he's going to heaven. And she did not know that you have to be born again. You have to be born again. And I was explaining to her, and I said, this flesh, this flesh, it cannot inherit the kingdom. This flesh, it says that we cannot inherit that kingdom with this corruptible body. We ought to be born again. Just like a baby has to be born in a different form to inherit this world, we have to be born in another form to inherit the kingdom of God. Amen. We have to. It's not a religion. If you believe in Jesus Christ, these are his words. Hallelujah. So there are some people who do not know. And it is you who knows. He says, if you have received that saving knowledge, then you have a mandate. He says, then go ye into all. And he says, teaching them all the things that I taught you, the things that you have heard, the same thing, the same thing. Commit thou to faithful men. Hallelujah. So he says, Understand that he says, and the, and the eunuch answered Philip and said, I pray thee, of whom speaketh the prophet this? Of himself or of some other man? Is he talking about himself or he's talking about someone else? Then Philip opened his mouth and began at the same scripture and preached unto him Jesus. And preached unto him who? Jesus. He was reading Isaiah. He was reading the book of Isaiah. And Philip opened the scriptures relating how that Isaiah was talking about Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. He says, and as they went on their way, they came unto a certain water. And the eunuch said, see, here is water. What doth hinder me to be baptized? Look at that. The person is all ripe. He's all ready. He was just waiting for someone to just explain to him the saving, the salvation that comes from Jesus Christ. God has prepared him. He says, now what prevents me from getting baptized? What prevents me from getting to be baptized? If I have received this knowledge, and this is where you come in. So Philip said, if thou believest in all thine heart, and thou, thou mayest. And he answered and said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. 
Let's read the amplified version. Give me the amplified version. Let's go back. It says, and as they continue on the way, they came to some water. And the eunuch exclaimed, See, here is water. What is it to hinder my being baptized? What prevents me from being baptized? And Philip said, If you believe with all your heart, that is, if you have a conviction full of joyful trust, That is how you believe with all your heart. A conviction full of joyful trust that Jesus is the Messiah and accept him as the author of your salvation in the kingdom of God and giving him your obedience, then you may. Hallelujah. Amen. Isn't this what we lead people to say? So he says, if you believe with all your heart, if you have a conviction full of joyful trust that Jesus is the Messiah, that means the one who came to deliver us from our sins. The one who came to, 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 to bring us back into the kingdom of God. The one who came to transform us from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. If you believe that this Jesus is the Messiah and you accept him as the author of your salvation, in the kingdom of God, giving him your obedience, then you may. He replied, I do believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. Amen. Amen. He says, I do believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. And he ordered that the chariot be stopped. Look at that. Right away. I say he was ripe. He was ready. And he ordered the the servants, he says, stop the chariot right now. Let this not this escape me. Let this opportunity not escape me. So he said, stop the chariot. And both Philip and the eunuch went down into the water and Philip baptized him. Hallelujah. And Philip baptized him. Amen. So as a Christian, it should be your daily prayer. Every day you rise up, it should be your prayer that Lord, as I'm stepping out, Guide me, direct me to someone that you have prepared. Someone that you have drawn unto you. Someone that the Father has drawn. Lead me to someone like that. Hallelujah. Lead me to someone like that. And sometimes you need to pray for your family members. Pray for them. And say, Lord, may you draw this person. Call the person's name. May you draw this person unto you. Draw this person unto you. And one day you just go and then you share with the person. For some reason, that day the person receives salvation. That day the person is ready. Amen. Let that be your prayer. That God will draw people to you. Draw people unto you. Hallelujah. Because you have a mandate. And sometimes, you see, look, if Philip has not gone, if Philip had not listened to the voice of the Spirit, when he received that instruction, if Philip did not obey to go out, to meet this chariot, this man would have passed the desert road. If Philip had said, oh, this is not the usual road that I take. This place is too dusty. I can't take this. If, you see, that is why you have to be sensitive to the voice of God. Don't be upset that you missed the train. It's not by accident that this person is sitting by you. It's not by accident that this person says hi to you. The person is welcoming you to share Christ with him. You never know who the Lord has prepared. And this may be the only person that Philip would have met. Because this man, as you can see, he has been coming to Jerusalem worshipping. He is someone who reads the scriptures. But he doesn't understand. He has not received the revelation. And so he could have come and go and come and go and would have died. And Philip had caused this man to miss his salvation. When Philip was instructed to go and meet him. There are some people, they will sit by you and you are the only opportunity, the only prophet that they have. You are the only Moses that they have. They will sit by you and they will not hear about the gospel of Christ again in their lives. And God brought such a person into your life. God brought such a person into your life. 
Amen. Sometimes you are going for interview and you are sitting with people, they are all going for the same interview. And sometimes you just get into conversation. Hallelujah. But God brought people like this into our lives for a purpose. And you may be the only one that God has led to to share Christ with. Hallelujah. Look at another scripture in Luke chapter 16. Luke chapter 16, verse 19. Luke chapter 16 and verse 19. Look, it says there was a certain rich man who habitually, let's read from the King James Version. There was a certain rich man which was clothed in purple and fine linen and fed sumptuously every day. He eats very well every day. This is people, when you see people like this, you don't go and minister to them because you think they will not receive. Do you see? They will not receive, oh, this person, too, big, too much of a big shot. Salvation does not belong to him. You are looking for someone like you because you think that you have to be, a person has to be like you to receive salvation. So he said, and there was a certain beggar named Lazarus, which was laid at his gate full of sauce, and desiring to be fed with the crumbs which fell from the rich man's table. Moreover, the dust came and licked his sauce. And it came to pass that the beggar died and was carried by the angels into Abraham's bosom. The rich man also died and was buried. And in hell, he lift up his eyes, being in torment, and seeth Abraham afar off, and Lazarus in his bosom. And he cried and said, Father Abraham, have mercy on me, and send Lazarus, that he may dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue, for I am tormented in this flame. Hallelujah. For I am tormented in this flame. I don't want anyone to sleep. I am, am I boring you? So we can close right now. Hallelujah. Amen. He says, send Lazarus that he may dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue for I am tormented in this flame. And Abraham said, son, remember that in thy lifetime Receive thy good things, and likewise Lazarus evil things. But now he is comforted, and thou art tormented. And besides all this, between us and you, there is a great gulf fixed, so that they which pass from hence to you cannot come back. Neither can they pass to us that will come from thence. It's impossible. Once we are separated, we are separated. Do you see? Once we lose that opportunity, that's it. We cannot come back. If you die, that's it. So anyone that is deceiving you to pray for your, 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 your loved ones who died in sins, pray for them that God will make way, God will prepare a place for them now. It's too late. You should not waste your time praying such prayers. Amen. You should not waste your time praying such prayers. I know a particular group of people, they pray this, they say this all the time. That God will give him a place to stay. That God will give him this. <laughs> Mercy. <laughs> Andy, when you, are, when you are dead, that's it. That's the end. Then he said, I pray thee therefore, Father, that thou wouldest send him to my father's house. Do you see? He says, I pray thee therefore, Father, that thou wouldest send him to my father's house. He is dead. He is tormented in hell. Now he is praying that someone be sent to his father's house. And listen to what Father Abraham says. He says, for I have, this is the man, he says, send him to my father's house. Because I have five brothers that he may go and testify unto them. Lest they also will come into this place of torment. Please send someone to my father's house because he knows how he is or how he was when he was alive. He fed sumptuously and when the people are giving tracts, they knock on their door, all these homes, you see those homes around here, you knock on their door, they open and then sometimes they see you, they are even afraid of you. 
Do you see? They're afraid of you. Yeah. Do not trespass. Sometimes, sometimes they, they, they see they, someone sees the track in your hand, they'll cross the street to go to the other side so that you don't even come near me. Totally avoiding you. And he knows that he has brothers who are like that. Your brothers who are like that. Sometimes you see the people sitting on the porch and as you are coming, they get up, they go inside and lock their door. They see you down the street. They don't want, they just get up, go inside and then once you pass, they come back to their porch. And they pretend like they are talking, they are busy, they don't have time to hear you. Amen. Sometimes I see that a couple of you going down the street. The first one, you met this person, he didn't take. So he knows all of you who are coming. They are going to try. So they pick up their phone and they are talking. Very busy. They are not talking to anyone. They are avoiding you. They are avoiding you. And so he knows. He knows that he has five brothers who are like that. He says, for I have... Where are you going? For I have five brethren that he may testify unto them, lest they also come into this place of torment. Abraham said unto him, They have Moses and the prophets. Let them hear them. They have Moses and the prophets. Let them hear them. They have Moses and the prophets. Let them hear them. I tell you, the person that sat with you, you will be the last Moses that the person is sitting by. You'll be the only prophet that the person is sitting by. You'll be the only one with that salvation knowledge that he will ever encounter. Hallelujah. And they will die and they will go. And you never responded. Amen. They will never hear again. He says, look, we are not sending anyone. They have Moses and the prophets. Let them hear them. The people are sharing tracks every day trying to knock their doors to talk to them about salvation. Let them hear them. Why? Because, he says, Abraham said unto him, Nay, no, no. He says, Abraham said unto him, They have Moses and the prophets. Let them hear them. Let them hear them. This is all they have. Ellen, this person is all, you are the only person that they have. This Friends in your circle, they are the only, you are the only person that they have. These friends that you are sitting to eat, eat with, you are having breakfast with, you are the only person that they will ever have. When you go to the locker room and you are sitting there or you are changing and you are chatting, you are the only person that they will ever have. You are the only person. Amen. So he says, they have Moses and the prophets, let them hear them. And then he says, and he said, nay, Father Abraham, it's not the same. I was there. I saw these people from the Lutheran church coming around with their trucks. And every time they were coming, I closed my door. It's not the same. But if someone, if another one, if one went unto them from the dead, they will repent. He says, I know my brothers. They like miraculous, wondrous things. Like someone coming from the dead to minister to them. If they will hear someone like Lazarus, who had died and has come back to them, they will hear them. How many times have we not heard um, this near-death experiences that sharing their their experiences on TV and people turn off the TV? They don't want to hear. They say they they, they have gone crazy. You pass out, you woke up, and now you are talking plenty. (laughs) Amen. Amen. They say you pass out, you woke up, and then you are, sometimes people come on TV and people are arguing and explaining why you are thinking like that. The reason why all these things, there's something called amnesia. You know, you are forgotten and then you, you were in a trance, you were in this, and they are having all sorts of explanations. So Abraham says, nay. He says, the guy says, nay, Father Abraham. But if someone went out from here from the dead, they will repent. And Abraham said, And he said unto him, If they hear not Moses and the prophets, neither will they be persuaded, though one rose from the dead. David, 
No one will come from the dead to minister to the person that you met. You will be the only Moses. You are the only prophet. If you look at him and you say, oh, he will not hear, that will be the only opportunity. Amen. Amen. That will be the only opportunity. Hallelujah. He says, nay, if anyone, if, he says, and he said unto him, if they hear not Moses and the prophets, neither will they be persuaded. We are not here to persuade you and prove to you, you ought to believe. That is all. You ought to believe. Amen. You ought to believe. Though one rose from the dead, they will not be persuaded. If they are not believing what we are sharing with them, and they are telling us that these are stories, then if you come back from the dead, they say you are hallucinating. Amen. They say you are hallucinating. Hallelujah. We have a mandate. I say we have a mandate. We are the only people that some people have. There are some of our friends, we are the only ones that they have. And they will die and they would never would have heard about the gospel because we also did not share with them. Hallelujah. Because we did not share with them. I say we have a mandate. There is a mandate upon your life to share salvation. To share salvation. You, it's, not, it's not an option, Ellen. It's not an option. Cynthia, it's not an option. My brother, what's your name? Jay. It's not an option. We don't have an option as Christians. It's not an option. Jesus said in John 15 and verse 16, what did he say? You see, if we have received salvation, then we don't have an option. No, we don't have an option. He says, and he said unto him, no, no, John 16, 15 and 16. John 16. Hallelujah. Amen. John 15 and verse 16. Thank you. Very good. He says, ye have not chosen me. You have not chosen me. Jesus is telling us, Jessica, he says, you have not chosen me, but I have chosen you. You So so you think that you made a choice to, reverend, I am the one that said I want to be in the church. I'm not being here anymore. You are not, you you are joking. You are joking. I am the one that said, I am a believer. I am serving God no more. You did not choose him. He chose you. He chose you. He chose you. And if you were chosen, see it as a privilege. Anything that you are chosen for and others were not chosen and not selected, see that you are privileged. You are blessed to be chosen. Winnie, it's a blessing. It's a privilege. He says, you did not choose me. I chose you and ordained you. Ordained you means that I appointed you. Michelle, you are an ordained minister. You are an appointed minister. Hallelujah. You are an ordained minister. Amen. Gifty, you are an ordained minister. Amen. He says, and ordain you that you should go and bring forth what? Fruits. Look, we have a mandate upon our lives. We have responsibility. He says, I chose you. You didn't choose me, David. You didn't choose me. He says, I chose you. And my, when I chose you, my plan is that you go. He says, I ordain you. I chose you and I ordain you. I appointed you as a minister to go and bring forth fruit. And that your fruit should remain. You, you should make sure that your fruit remains. You see, sometimes you invite someone to church. And, oh, as for me, I've done my work. You know, it's up to the pastor to make sure the person stays. He says, you are the minister, Patrick. And you should make sure that your fruit remains. Hallelujah. Jay, who, who, who brought you to church? Who invited you to church? Ilona. It is your responsibility. Where is Ilona? It's a Sunday school. Okay, she has escaped. But she will hear the message. Yeah. It is your responsibility that Jay remains in the church, Ilona. 
He says, I have ordained you that you should go and bring forth fruit and that your fruit should remain. So, when you bring someone to church and, you know, you have, you have brought a person to church and you bring the person to meet the pastor, it's up to you to follow up. Pastor has to visit the person. You have to make sure that the fruit remains. Otherwise, it's not your fruit. It is your responsibility now to make sure that this person is in church always. The person has to come to church. It's your responsibility. It's not me. You brought that fruit. And he said that you have to make sure the fruit remains. You are an ordained minister. Amen. I think like this. Isn't that the scripture? What we are reading? Or Constance, do you see the scripture we are reading? Amen. You should ensure. So, even if your behavior is making the person not come, like your laziness, for instance, do you see? Even the person calls you and you didn't go to church that Sunday. What an ordained minister you are. Hallelujah. Sarah, there was a lady you had brought to church the other day. What's her name? Winnie. Winnie. Where is Winnie? You have to ensure that Winnie remains. A lot of times you, oh, we invited someone to church, but they didn't follow him up. Who didn't follow him up? You did not follow up the person. You did not follow up the person. You did not visit the person. You did not follow up the person. You did not buy a message for the person. I invited someone. Has anybody called you? They, don't, they didn't call you. They didn't follow you. Have they visited you? They didn't visit you. And you are, even your behavior is making the fruit not even remain at all. That is how they are. That is why they are not growing. Because they don't follow up the people. You ought to follow up the person. He says, I ordain you that you should go and bring forth fruit. If you brought forth fruit, then he says that your fruit should remain. He ordained you, one, to go and bring forth fruit. And two, he ordained you that you give fruit that remain. Fruit that stays. Hallelujah. That means the person doesn't come the following week. You should call the person. Oh, I was looking forward to seeing you. Why didn't you come? What happened? And then sometimes you just go and the person says, I'm not coming. No, you are going. You are coming. You are coming with me. I am in front of your house and I'm not going until you come down. He says, oh, I've not even taken a shower. I have not ironed. Go and take a shower. I will iron your clothes for you. I will iron your clothes for you. But you call the person and he says, oh, okay. Oh, you, I will come. Okay, we shall meet. We will meet there. We will meet in church. And you leave. And the person doesn't come. Oh, Reverend, I invited my friend. You know the friend that came last week? I called him even to come again, but he didn't come. And you are smiling. You are not even angry. You are smiling. You are not even angry. Hallelujah. You are smiling. It says he ordained you that you should go and bring forth fruit and that your fruit should remain. And there is something about that. There is something about that. But you see, a lot of times we like or we love that something about that and leave everything. There is something about the fact that you are born again. Jesus says, I have ordained you. When you are born again and Jesus ordains you as a minister, there is something special pertaining to you. There is, you are a special person. You are a special person. And that thing that makes you special is this. He says, that whatsoever ye shall ask of the Father in my name, he may give it to you. He may give it to you. But this part of the scripture, it applies to you only when you fulfill the part where you are ordained and bringing forth fruit and making sure that your fruit remains. (laughs) Hallelujah. So, you brought someone... So, Sarah, you brought Winnie to church. Winnie is not here, but you are also going to the Lord asking him for things. He said that he ordained you to bring fruit and make sure that the fruit remains. And when the fruit remains, then whatsoever you shall ask of the Father in my name, we'll give it to you. When you do that, anything that you bring, he will, you will ask, he will give it to you. And you. So then that's how you come to him boldly. And say, Lord, 
This is Winnie that I brought in your church. She comes every Sunday. She's now active. I've convinced her to join a ministry. She's now planted. She's a very firm member of the church now. Therefore, Lord, I need this job. I want this. I want that. I want this. I want that. You are giving him back the condition. And so based on that, you are also demanding something from him. And his words, he will never fail. His promises, he will always fulfill. He says, then, if you have done this, then whatsoever ye shall ask of the Father, anything that you shall ask of the Father, in my name, I will give it to you. If you are showing him your fruits. Hallelujah. But there's no fruit. The whole month, the whole month of July, bring one soul, one soul, one soul, you can't. And you have so many people in your world. One soul, you can't. Hallelujah. Our time is up. But we have a lot to share. So put your hands together for the Lord and stand unto your feet. Bring fruit and let your fruit remain. Bring fruit. Let your fruit remain. Let your fruit remain. You are an ordained minister. It's not just the pastor's responsibility. It's not only the pastor who's responsible for the fruits remaining. But you are an ordained minister. An ordained minister. And you have to make sure that the fruits remain. You have to make sure that the fruit remain. Make sure that the fruit remain. You make sure that your husband continues to serve God. He says he's not coming. You say you are coming. Make sure that your wife continues to serve God. Make sure that your children continue to serve God. The friend that you brought, make sure that the friend is established member. He's a firm believer of Christ. Make sure that you impart unto him that which you also know. Oh, yes, Lord. Help us. Help us. Help us. Help us, Lord. Help us, Lord. Help us, Lord. Father, help us to be fruitful. Help us to be fruitful. Direct us, oh God, to people that you have drawn unto yourself. Direct us, oh Lord, to people that you have prepared. People who are prepared to receive you. People who are prepared to receive salvation. People who are wondering what is life about. People who are wondering what am I living for. Such people, oh God, direct us to them. Lead us to such people. Direct us to such people. There are men and women who are depressed. They are worried. They see no meaning to this life. They are wondering. There is someone who has lost his job. And there seems to be no hope in their lives anymore. Pray that the Lord will lead you to such a person. To show him that there is hope in this life. There is hope. There is hope. There is always hope in Christ. Oh yes. Direct us, oh God, to such people. Direct us to such people. Lead us to such people. People who you have prepared. People that you have prepared to receive salvation. Oh yes, Lord. They are the only ones. We are the only ones. We are the only ones that they have. We may be the only prophets. The only Moses that they will ever encounter. Oh yes. Oh yes. Yes. We have come with open Let us not be the last Moses that did not speak to somebody. Let me not be the last prophet that did not speak to somebody. May I not be the last Moses. Oh, yes. I may be the only Moses that somebody has. Father, may that person not bypass me without hearing from me the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. Oh, may I not be that Moses that did not speak to somebody. May I not be that prophet that somebody bypassed me and I did not speak to the person. Help me, Jesus. Oh, yes. Help me, Jesus. Give me the boldness. Give me the boldness to speak. Give me the boldness to share your word. Give me the boldness. Oh, yes. Oh, let the ancient words sing ancient words.
such rich men have passed by us how many of his five brothers have passed by us and we did not know oh god that we were the only moses that they had we were the only prophets that they had father how many of our friends that we left in school and we were the only moses that they had and we did not share with them how many of our co-workers that we did not speak to how many of the people we sat by in the bus the people that we met in the supermarket oh god we were in the line oh god and we were talking about the cost and the high cost of living we talk about so many things oh god but we did not share with them oh jesus forgive us forgive us we sat in our locker rooms and we talk about how good our food was we exchanged recipe we were talking about the how to prepare the meal but we did not talk about the saving knowledge of jesus christ father we may be the only moses that somebody has may that person not pass by or may that person not cross our path and we not share the gospel with them lead us lord to such people that you are prepared people who have come to a place of readiness to receive you people who are looking for answers people who are questioning salvation lord lead us to such people people who are hungry for salvation people who feel that there is no hope in this life lord lead us to such people guide us to such people this is our prayer tonight oh lord that you lead us to people that you have drawn unto yourself to people that you have prepared to people who have puzzles on their mind with questions on their mind about salvation lead us to such people and give us boldness to speak to them they may be rich men they may be ethiopian eunuchs they may be men that drive expensive cars that sit in expensive chariots but lord direct us to such people and help us to speak to them give us knowledge give us understanding we thank you lord we bless you we have come with open hearts oh let the ancient world father we thank you in the name of jesus if there's anyone here tonight you are not born again you want to give your life to jesus you say i want to receive jesus christ as my savior i believe he's the son of god i want him into my life you say for what i've heard what prevents me from receiving salvation tonight there is nothing that prevents you if only you will confess with your mouth the lord jesus and you believe in your heart that he is the son of God and that he died and that God raised him up from the dead. If you have this belief and you want to receive Jesus Christ, lift up your right hand wherever you are. Lift up your hand and I will say a short prayer with you. You say, I want to receive Jesus Christ as my savior. Is that your prayer tonight? If that is your prayer, you want to receive Jesus. You want Jesus Christ to come into your life? Lift up your hand and I'll pray with you. Anyone here like that? Anyone here? anyone here why don't you all join and let's say lord jesus thank you for dying for me i am a sinner i have sinned lord jesus i believe you are the son of god you died for my sins and god raised you up on the third day lord jesus please forgive me of my sins come into my life take control of my life be my master be my savior thank you jesus for saving me please write my name in the book of life thank you jesus hallelujah wonderful
You may be seated. We hope you have been blessed immensely by this message. Join us at 1734 Williamsbridge Road in the Bronx on Sunday afternoons and Tuesday evenings. For copies of this and other messages, contact us via email at lci.bronx at gmail.com.